0: Today we have Fallen with us. Welcome, Fallen. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think we talked to you a few years ago about coming on. Yeah. And um. And you said no. Yeah.
1: There's been well, there's been no reason. I feel like because I'm a has been until you are not soon maybe <laughs> or I'll still be has been <laughs> or nothing.
2: No. You're none of those things.
1: Thanks, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot coming from you and you, Maynard. I'm slaughtered. So
0: Thank you. So we want to talk to you about um, about your For All Intentions project. Is this is this a project? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a project. this This project started uh like covid lockdown i okay. know i was talking with you on the discord servers a lot during that time mm. and we were trying to get a project going that was black metal mm. and that kind of i don't know fizzled out but then i was like well there's all these other songs that are emotional or deal with all these other issues that i don't know what to do with and i, I started playing with them and then i kind of got all these ideas and uh, just ran with it and so it's it's been a very long laborious journey Um, and honestly it started with uh, building that guitar and so I basically what I did for all our listeners out there is I took a Michelangelo Badio signature seven string guitar ripped off the neck threw away the body took a Rhapsody 12 string bass did the same took off the neck away the body but i kept the electronics for the rhapsody and then built a new body that's half alder half mahogany put the two together um and then put in a whole like really whacked out electronics in for the guitar side um and so now it's a double neck electric bass
2: cool
1: and kind of it's heavy as heck is it mm-hmm. let me tell you uh gives me back problems but it's uh, I can do a lot of weird things with it, so that's basically what started all of this.
2: Did you name it?
1: No, I didn't even think to name it. I did have Michelangelo Badio like sign the neck on the back. Oh, that's so cool. So it is it is signed, but no, I should come up with a name. Yeah, You're you right. gotta name it for our listeners out there. Please respond to the poll or <laughs> call in on the message board. What should <laughs> Fallen name his guitar? <laughs>
0: Where, what inspired that um, you to make that guitar? All right, so
1: I guess really the inspiration is I I want when I make music I want to do something different. So like that project that we were starting at the beginning of COVID, mm-hmm. I took a. Uh, what was that? An ESP-LTD 305 seven-string guitar. I play seven strings if yeah, you haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> uh, and I drop it down to A, so it's like a bar chord. And uh, I doubled up the strings so that it's a 14-string guitar, and then you can tune the octave strings like really dissonantly. And it had like a really interesting black metal tone to it. So Mm. that actually, that build really got me thinking about, well, this was really cool. What else could I do to create something unique and do that would allow me to push my music somewhere that hasn't been before?
0: And can you, not to go too far off the rails, but can you talk about, I, I remember the tuning was odd. Can you... And I think you kind of just touched on that, but
1: it was odd. Do I remember? I'd have to look it up. um okay. I did write it down, but it, it was very odd. It was interesting, yeah um for if you want to look it up out you know or figure out what I did, I looked at a lot of Trey's tunings mm. from Morbid Angel because mm-hmm. they're like the ones he did on altars is there's some songs that are just like really evil sounding mm. only because of the tuning mm-hmm. um. And then kind of went with parts of that For the octave strings And then I was running into an issue With the E octave, the, the high E octave Because you'd obviously break the string When it was um, high So I think I did a third on The E and the B The high B um, Off of that And that just sounded like really nasty Like you really hated life If you're playing <laughs> this <laughs> and I was like yes that's it
2: Nailed it.
0: (laughs) Um, do you find it hard to like tremolo pick that many strings if you're doing like chord progressions? Um, it was hard at first, Mm -hmm. but you used to it. Mm -hmm. You build you build it up, Mm -hmm. and now it's like second nature. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: yeah, no, not really.
0: All right, one more question about these instruments. There's two of them, right? Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: well, what's the other one?
0: Well, the the ESP.
1: I think you're referring to the ESP, and then the, the double neck, right?
0: Yeah. So you made yeah. the, the ESP was first, right? Yeah. And yeah. then the double neck is what you're using. Yeah. Now. For the fall.
1: Oh, attention okay. Steps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got
0: it. Uh, um, what? So what did you do for for that many that variation of strings? What did you do for the the nut and the bridge to to make that work?
1: Yeah. I uh, cut my own nut um, by hand, and that was fun. Um, I even got these really fun goggles with like the super magnifying glasses, so I could be huh. really precise about it. And then you just use a bunch of feeler gauges, um, and then and it took me like five. I had to go through five nuts. I busted five nuts <laughs> in order to get the right nut. And then uh, the bridge, I took a ton of Tone Pros bridges and took them all apart and then like the saddles in them i cut new ones and then put them together to make it work so that it was the right spacing and size wow yeah so it's, it's a true frankenstein wow. Wow.
2: okay so back up like way back up when so you play guitar and bass
1: no i never really played bass before fallen intentions only guitar only guitar and
2: like are you trained or self-taught
1: i was self-taught until about 16 when uh i basically convinced my parents that i was serious enough about this instrument because i bounced around a lot of instruments as a child yeah um that they got me guitar lessons which was awesome of them and uh then he got me to a point he really taught me how to shred and, and got me to a point where I was proficient enough to carry it on from there. I wish I was trained from the get-go, because I have some really bad habits that hold me back. Yep. And for all our listeners out there, if you want to play metal, do not learn on an acoustic.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: That's good advice.
1: <laughs> It'll ruin the rest of your
0: life. So what, in the very beginning, what instrument did you start on?
1: An acoustic. Okay. Oh, for guitar, it was acoustic. But uh, very, very beginning mm. was drums. Mm. So when I was, this is a funny story, when I was really, really young, my mother got me a um, Muppets animal drum set. <laughs> 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 and then I thought, because I had no training at that point, that you're supposed to play it like animal does. <laughs> So I acted like animal and I broke that thing in like a week. Um, and it was really cheap. <laughs> Punched through the heads. And then um, I think she found some like drum pieces at a yard sale and I put <laughs> something together and then that worked for a while. And then, uh, and then like, you know, middle school and high school happened where I participated in band and drum corps and chorus and all that stuff and... Played all sorts of instruments, you know, from euphonium to French horn to trumpet and uh, drums and, and junk like that. And then it wasn't until I was like, I don't know, 12 years old that I picked up um, a guitar. And the worst thing is that the first guitar I picked up was my grandfather's 1934 Gibson F-hole acoustic. And... Uh, kind of abused it because i wanted to play slayer <laughs> <laughs> on a gibson hole acoustic that's like worth i don't know five thousand dollars yeah that, yeah just, <laughs> and um so that's where i learned a like to pick really heavily which really stinks when you try to do that on an electric now um yeah, and then from there, I think my first electric I bought from the neighbors who's having a yard sale for 100 bucks, and that was an Electra Les Paul with a R 15 amplifier. Mm. And my mom hated it, because <laughs> it could feed back, and I was like, this is
3: so cool,
1: <laughs> and I would pretend I was like Jimi Hendrix and play the Star Spangled Banner and, mm-hmm. and just... Constant feedback And want to light the
0: guitar And fire And she'd be like
1: You gotta stop that And yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's an,
0: a nightmare um, Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in a place Called Chautauqua Okay Yeah it's south of Buffalo About an hour and a half
0: It's kind of in the middle Of nowhere on a lake I know Chautauqua Yeah Yeah From Work related Oh great Yeah
2: How'd you end up here?
1: I came here For grad school Yeah, so I went to U of R, Mm -hmm. was in their astronomy graduate program for years. Yeah,
2: And then you just stayed.
1: I just stayed. I don't know what I was thinking. No, I actually love this area. I think it's great because you got like a big little city. You're 20 minutes from everywhere. Mm -hmm. True. Finger Lakes are amazing. I like the winter. (laughs) All these people that can't stand the cold. I like the cold. I don't like the cold.
2: Like this past winter was winter was my jam.
1: There was no winter. I
2: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that upsets me. I wanted winter. I wanted snow. I love the snow. I love the changing seasons. Anyways, I should stop drabbing on. Um, yeah. So I stayed. Long story short.
0: <laughs> all right. So, um, for all intentions, is very different from what you've done in the past. And you said, "Covid kind of inspired this." Um, what else? Like, what? It's it's unique. It's different. So I've always had these like acoustic songs. Mm-hmm.
1: I've I've really like one of my primary influences of all time is Steve Von Till, and um, his first album that had like Shadows and Stone. I think mm-hmm. it's called Shadows and Stone. Um, was just monumental. And then from there uh, to the field, just unbelievable. And so I've always written stuff like that. And then I wanted to do something more with it. And I didn't want to just be like a copycat of like this depressing old Americana folk
4: mm, is what okay.
1: he's kind of doing. Yeah, And uh, so that's that's where this is kind of led. And then part of me is also like thinking... And this is like part of my midlife crisis, I feel like. Am I getting old where I look at or listen to a lot of metal and new metal that's coming out in the circle that we're all part of? And I think, yeah, I've heard that before. It's the same old, same old. And I'm kind of bored by it. Mm-hmm. And I want I want something that's, that's new and different that pushes the envelope Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and i'll be frank with you guys i don't know if i felt like anything really has since i don't know like a band like animals as leaders that came out like that i felt like was so different and new that that changed a lot of things and now everybody's trying to copy that yeah Mm. Um, or like Cattle Decapitation with what they did with Anthropocene Extinction. Like a lot of people hated that album because he's like kind of singing on it, but it's like really distorted and then it's melodic, but extremely fast. And and I feel like that album was changing yeah, for mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like that there's been a lot of that lately. Mm-hmm when there was 10 15 20 years ago yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah so much has been done right yeah
1: remember Gorguts colored sands mm-hmm. that listen to that album today and you'll still be like oh my god floored with how weird and just crazy that that whole thing is and and that was like really popular back then and then it just all died out.
2: I love weird stuff. I love weird timing. I love weird lyrics. I do.
1: You're weird.
0: You're weird. <laughs> so, what would, if someone asked you what, what does For All Intentions sound like to someone that has never heard it, what would you... What would you say?
1: It's too bad you're asking me that question. I was going to ask you. You were? Because when I started like signing up for all the social medias and putting stuff online, they're like, how do you classify your music? And I'm like, I have no idea.
0: I don't know what this stuff is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I don't
2: know what genre you'd really put it in.
0: I I I feel like For All Intentions is an experience more than just the music, right? It's... like we're going to talk hopefully about more about your live stream that's it's like a presentation right a show a visual right uh yeah yeah. that that really
1: that hits me maynard thanks because that's exactly (laughs) what i was going for was an experience um and then that's influenced by i gotta throw this out there vast there's a a band that was really popular in the 90s called visual audio sensory theater um they called vast and they had like the same sort of they wanted their music to be more than just a uh just sound but they wanted a visual experience too and then of course heavily influenced by neurosis Mm. um you know they were one of the first bands that i really got into and they completely blew me away and then their live performance when they used to have the the giant projections Mm -hmm. i just i remember seeing that i think it was 93 and couldn't get that out of my mind. Still to this day, it's like, gives me chills to think about that show. That was just, it's insane.
2: Yeah. I've seen videos. I haven't seen them live, but.
0: They were, they were the most insane band.
2: Yeah. They look at.
0: So can you explain, well, let's first say um, Saturday, June 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern is your live stream. This is going to be on YouTube, correct? YouTube all at right. for all intentions, all one word. Okay. Um. I also, before we continue, I wanted to ask you about you have Bandcamp and Instagram listed too, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure what the like. What? How do you get there? Like, I searched for all intentions in Bandcamp and I, nothing came up. Yeah,
1: probably nothing came up in Bandcamp, and that's because I've avoided. Posting anything to Bandcamp only yeah. because we're going to premiere the songs okay. here. I thought I'd give you guys that, and then I I may not even post those songs on Bandcamp until after my live stream, mm-hmm. just uh, to give you guys the the push for whatever. You know, not that I'm going to have anything marketable, but that if they want to listen to it, they got to listen to your your
0: show. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you. Um, we're honored. Yeah. So yeah, you're not gonna find anything at Bandcamp okay, for a while. Okay. I, I just wasn't sure if I wasn't going to the right place. Yeah, you're you're probably there. <laughs> 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 There's nothing. <laughs> so so you're recording material and on top of it you're doing the live performance.
1: Yeah, so really the performance is like the recording. That's the weird thing about this whole process is you get like one shot and and that's it and you record it as you do it and then each time it's, it's a little bit different and i found out because i've been heavily heavily rehearsing for this that um as i dial it in it's starting to like normalize it's almost like you're mastering an album mm. and you, you finally get it dialed in and and then it's going to sound similar every time you do it but um that's that's really how the process has been. It hasn't been like a traditional process where you sit down, you're like, "Okay, I'm going to do this here and then I'm do this here and it's so structured.
2: That's quite a challenge. Yeah.
1: It has me absolutely terrified. <laughs> let me tell you because you make one mistake, yeah. it repeats and repeats and repeats and it kills you inside just a little bit.
2: And like and what do you you don't start over at that point, no, right? So can't. you just gotta eat it. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, yeah. you have to play off that mistake <laughs> and make it your own.
2: Yeah, but you know how it's yeah, like. I know. Like I'm not talking scenes. shit, but like I make a mistake on the piano and I'm like, nope, start over. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can't do that. No, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. So
1: I'm I've been rehearsing to just not make mistakes. That's hopefully what's gonna happen.
2: Well, well don't forget out. to enjoy it though, too. At the same
1: time, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way that I'm going to be so, so nervous. Um, and it's weird because I wanted to do I wanted to do this live first for anybody who's like listening. Well, why are you doing a live stream? Honestly, I wanted to do it live, but the technicalities and logistics of it just weren't feasible. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll do it in a controlled environment first and make sure that it's possible. So now I'm realizing, yes, this is possible. And we'll see if I pull this, act, actually pull this off. You will. Then we'll look at trying to pare things down and make it so that I can actually bring this to a, a facility to play it.
2: Oh, really? That's the plan? That's the plan. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask if it was just like going to be a studio project or.
1: Now nah, I'd like to play it out. Um, the that's biggest cool. problem yeah. is just the amount of equipment that's oh, needed yeah. right now.
2: Yeah. Do you have behind the scenes help? No. With, with stuff? No? No. You just set everything up?
1: All me. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. And everything's like pre-automated or automated on the go. So, I mean, when we get into, get into it more, when you hear some of the stuff, a lot of people will ask like, well, is there backing tracks like there's no way you're creating all this no i'm creating absolutely everything the only thing that's pre-created is there's a midi track that outputs midi data to a drum engine that i can also manipulate in real time but i mean that's pre-made everything else is like either automated on the go for either um volume panning uh scene changes or i change it as it goes along. Even like the camera angle changes that you're going to see on the live show, there's not somebody switching those camera angles. That's controlled through Ableton that corresponds to the scene changes musically that I'm making on uh, in real time.
2: That's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can't even figure out how to record <laughs> video for the show. <laughs>
0: well... <laughs> not not to compare but no no, no not at all no, no that's I, what i'm saying the problem is <laughs> the video card in this computer is oh,
1: junk well yeah there's that too oh that's yeah so the expense of this is ridiculous <laughs> And that's another thing that I'm sure that keeps a lot of people from doing this. So I need three computers to make this happen, and each computer is pretty much pegged max. Like the, wow. I'm getting CPU peaks at certain times, um, or I'm learning that if I do something, like, oh, I've got all this going on, I'm going to do this now, that one last thing breaks, that straw breaks the camel's back, and the whole thing goes down, and then I'm like, damn, got to start over. Yeah. Um, so I'm figuring that out, but um the computers like this is the main the this laptop that's in front of me is the main computer that controls all the audio stuff this is a a macbook m1 max um these are not cheap i think i spent three thousand dollars on this the next computer that controls the videos is a mac mini m1 and that was like fourteen hundred dollars and then i've got this like massive gaming rig um that was probably another $3,000 that runs all of the camera stuff. Wow. And all of that is just at its max. Wow. And they have to talk to each other, which sometimes they don't like to.
2: How long did it take you to like map all of this out and figure out? Two years.
1: So I built the guitar in one year, and then it's been two years of, of, well first learning how to program in max for live so that i could make this happen because live is like this um infrastructure and then you have to figure out how you want to create your live set around ableton live and so you have to like build it and sure there's like a lot of prepackaged stuff if you want to sound like everybody else but of course i don't want to so i had to put it all together so i had to learn how to program and put in all of these different plugins and have them work in specific ways and then have the different computers talk to each other um, through that network. Wow.
2: Was there ever a point where you were like, fuck it, I give up?
1: No, there was a point where I was like, I think I should pare down how complicated this is and make it so that it's not as full and big as it is um because a lot was crashing um but there wasn't a point where i I was going to give up and i even have i have aspirations of like i want to put together like a real bare bones acoustic set doing this where it's just going to be like one one instrument one track and i'm only looping the one track and manipulating the one track
2: so, not to compare you at all to this person, but uh, that's how Ed Sheeran does his concerts. He has one guitar, and he loops everything and creates his track. Ah. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't either until I went to go see him with a friend. Oh.
1: He's coming to town again, I hear.
2: I don't know. I'm not an Ed Sheeran neither, fan. Neither <laughs> am I. I'm just I went around. with her daughter, yeah. so... <laughs> Okay. Well, that's cool. But yeah, I was kind of impressed with that. P- I mean, I'm not obviously I'm not a fan, but I was impressed with that part of his live performance. Like he only had his agu- his acoustic guitar and he was looping.
4: Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll turn into an Ed Sheeran wannabe. And then <laughs> I could grow like red curly hair, and then I could be part of the trio here. Could yeah, you'd be, you rock could be Ed, yeah. Joey
2: Maynard.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. Once you record this, what are you gonna put this media out and That's the plan. Yeah.
1: I do have to write. I wanna get like an album's worth. Mm. I'm I'm really hell bent on creating an album because I miss albums. Mm. I don't like I don't. I'm like an old fart, right? I don't agree where music <laughs> is going nowadays, where everybody's creating these singles and just releasing singles, and they want their streams. No, this is a experience, as you put it. So I want an album that's a full experience, about an hour, mm. um, and I have two songs. One's almost written, and another song that I have like kind of a really cool riff for, and some ideas that I got to work out, and then and then I'll put it together, and then I'll release it. But that might be like, you know, the way things go around my house it might be an hour, uh, a year, or something. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what formats are you thinking? Just digitally? Or are you going to do CD, vinyl? I
1: would probably do dig- digital. Mm-hmm. I would love to do vinyl, but you know, everybody who loves to do vinyl, it's so expensive, <clears throat> yeah. And you're, it's like a huge investment that you'll never make back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nowadays you have to you know press like 200 records and i would press 200 records just to have a record but then what am i going to do with 199 other records yeah. nobody else is going to want that
0: Stop. there's so. um i found this recently um have you seen that kunaki service no so i used it years ago for cds and you could do one-offs you could do one or you know a thousand and it was, I think it was a dollar a CD back then. And now they're doing vinyl where you can do one-off vinyl for 20 bucks. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. Well, that is y-
1: really cool. You are the solution man.
0: But wow. You should check it out. I'll send you a link to it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
1: po- Post the link on the chat for whatever this is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on the
4: message board. <laughs> the message board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell us, before we get to the video part, can you tell us about how the audio works, like what are you what are you using for? You're using Ableton, right?
1: Yeah. So, and if anybody wants to actually see this, I am going to be posting informational videos on YouTube in the next two weeks. I just posted an interview or an overview video, um, I think a couple days ago. Uh, but I will be going deep and in, deeper into the software and hardware side of things. So I'm primarily everything is run from Ableton Live. Mm. Um, And then it's controlled from a MIDI controller. Um, And then, so the audio stuff, I use, everything's emulators. um, And I've tried like every guitar emulator known to man, well, probably not known to man, but every guitar emulator out there. Honestly, if you want my personal opinion, the best guitar amp uh, emulator out there is Amplitube. Um, they do a really good job with that the best effects emulator out there is native helix native by line six um and that's really it but in the live show i'm going to be using waves gtr emulator and the reason why is because the cpu usage on that is lower Mm -hmm. than amplitude amplitude is really cpu intensive but that's probably why it sounds so good um And you got to realize that in some of these songs, I'm running as many as 74 loop tracks or split tracks. Oh, wow. And so layers upon layers. And each one has to have its own emulator on it because I love using a lot of verbs um, and a lot of delays and ping pongs and stuff like that or synths. and that has trails, right? You'll have a, a big attack or no attack, a long body, and then a huge trail. Mm-hmm. And if you send everything through one emulator, those trails get cut off when you reloop. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like garbage. So that's the, the problem I'm fighting.
2: What's a ping pong? That's it, one I haven't heard yet.
1: It's a delay that's like ping pong. Just think about it going from left to right. and yeah. You can oh, have it okay. bounce around the okay. room. You can control you know, the game Pong. You can have it control where it bounces and the decay of it.
2: Huh. And so much from you nerds. That's
1: a big part of my main sound is the ping pong really? delay. Yeah, that's split off from
0: the main. Yeah. So what do you use for an interface? Uh, Modu AVB,
1: ultralight AVB. Would I recommend that? Probably not. I used to love Modu. I used to use all the Modu stuff. I even have an A23MK that I still use to this day. But um, when Mac went silicon, they were a little slow on the uptake. And Modu used to be like the Mac interface. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been a lot of issues that I've been having where there's either artifacts or like a delay or a lag and then it catches up. And I've been in contact with a company a lot over the past three years. And the first year, they were like, oh, yeah, we'd love to help you. And they tried to help me. And then after that, they were just kind of like, yeah, we don't know what the hell's going on. We don't even know what you're doing. So we're not talking to you anymore. And then they, like, ghosted me. And I'm like, well, thanks. So if I actually use the interface without Modu's drivers, but using Apple's drivers, Mm -hmm. I'm having, like, next to no issues. It's still problematic, but not... Not that much. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, if I had the money, I would get an RME uh, Fireface, the new thing that just came out that's like $3,300, mm-hmm. which would be like a wet dream of mine, but.
2: Tax write off. <laughs>
0: yes, we're going to incorporate for all intentions, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> everybody. <laughs>
2: that's exactly the direction you want to go, right?
0: <laughs> right. Um, I have something to show you after we're done recording. All right. Let's keep Ooh. it clean now. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to involve this little shower cap here on this microphone? It might. <laughs> um, do you have a go-to uh, uh drum software for?
1: I used to love, I'm drawing a, a blank on it now Um, what was a drum kit from hell. Who makes that easy drummer, easy drummer. I used to love that. And like for the um, all the stuff uh, that I did with architect of entanglement, that was all done with easy drummer. Mm -hmm. Um, But for this one, that actually didn't work because once when you input something with easy drummer, you can't split it into individual tracks and send it to other things to do other things. I that's really obtuse. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying, but you you can't you can't separate it. So I'm actually using the drum rack that comes with Ableton mm-hmm. because you can literally map anything to drum rack in any way. And then what I do is I'll drop the samples from something like Drum Kit from Hell mm-hmm. or any sample that I find online that I really really enjoy. A lot of it isn't traditional drum samples onto that um, that sampler. And then Ableton has a really cool, um, just random generators that you can put in there and envelope followers that you can use to flow, have that sound flow along with what you're doing and mm-hmm. randomize enough where it doesn't sound like it's computer generated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it takes some work to get there.
2: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: The drums were actually the easy part. (laughs) It's been a long three years.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I asked if you ever had a moment when you were like, fuck it, was because we had the iconic after we tried to record the first episode, it's like eight hours later and it was just complete garbage. And we literally threw everything in a box and was like, nope, we're done. (laughs) And the next day we were like, come on, man, we're better than this. Yeah. But well, we did have a fit.
1: I'm glad you guys stuck with it.
4: Well,
2: thanks. We are too. Yeah. But with everything that you have going on and the complexities and the CPU usage, and I can't imagine a time where you weren't so frustrated that you were just like, what am I doing? But that's awesome that you didn't. You never had that moment.
1: It's a lo- labor of love.
0: So I think you get if right. I know his personality a little bit, I think that he thrives off of this intense challenge. Yeah, figuring something out like this, yeah. Yeah.
1: gotta figure it out. That's right. Maynard is Maynard is uh, the
2: same Maynard.
0: way. You're not
1: that way, Joey.
2: <laughs> um, I think I no. <laughs> I get so pissed off that I like mentally shut down. Oh, I get very frustrated.
1: Well, you guys are perfect for each other.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah. Sure <laughs> No just kidding
0: <laughs> So can you tell us about the video portion Of, of what you're doing
1: Yeah so there's a, a great program Or software company out of the UK um, I think it's the UK Oh god I may have said that wrong um, It's somewhere over there Across the pond we'll just say um, Called ShowSync hmm. And they make a, sh- a software suite <laughs> show sync software suite try saying that at you <laughs> folks at home uh called beam and um video sync and they're brilliant they're all built in max for live um so they fit right in perfectly so really what it is is in ableton it it treats an audio track and it's video right so like imagine audio track that's a video track mm-hmm. and so everything you can do audio wise you can do video wise which is utterly amazing so you can take any audio thing that you have slap an envelope follower on there or output any guitar to midi plug or anything like that any automation to this video input um, that's running in Max for Live, and then you can drop samples on the track anywhere, just like they were audio samples, and then it will manipulate those visual samples along with what you're playing in real time live. Wow, it's it's unbelievable that this guy's doing that. That's and cool. the stuff yeah. that you can do with this is crazy, and I I'm surprised that nobody. It it seems like they're really underground, like. The first time I installed it, I had like a major issue with it not keeping sync. And it was a stupid error on my part where I didn't warp um, the the visuals as I was bringing them into Ableton. Like I didn't read the man pages is what it amounts to. I just dove right into it. So I contacted the company and I was kind of ticked off because the software wasn't cheap. And I'm like, this stuff doesn't work and would you know that the person who emails me back is like the owner CEO creator guy Jean Paul and he was like so incredibly nice about it and he was like oh man just send me send me your project i'd love to look at it i'd love to try oh, that's working awesome. with it and then like he would walk me through certain things and uh, yeah it was it was a great experience and so i'm like 100% for this company and uh, if you're interested in doing anything like what i'm doing go get showsync
0: that's cool he
2: um, should be paying you Sponsors.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs>
0: I don't have any followers <laughs> i I assumed that like Everyone uses OBS for stuff, yeah, and I assume that you're using that somehow, yes. So, this is cool that you're mentioning something completely different that I'm not at all aware of,
1: yeah. Um, but for the live stream portion, the camera switching, mm. so I'm gonna have seven different camera angles plus the projection, um, that's going into OBS, okay. and then all the camera changes. I just have a MIDI file, um, not well, it's not a MIDI file, a MIDI track in ableton that outputs midi data associated with the scene what i'm doing and any inputs that i put into it and each note corresponds to a different camera angle oh wow and then that goes into obs and you you, everybody knows how to program an obs you can just change you can uh, you can link a, a midi note to a camera Scene
0: and then change the scenes that way in OBS you can use yeah, MIDI everyone, to control. Yes, you can. Yeah. I didn't yes, know that. yep, that's cool. I was unaware. Is you that can, a plugin or
1: no? That's native. Really? Yeah, you can even use a game controller. Like if you have a PlayStation game controller, yeah. you can use that to to change mm. scenes, and you can do it literally any input. It's it's kind of like a, one of those learn. Mm. It's like a video game, you know, when mm-hmm. you have a. It, Any controller and you want it to learn something, you just play what it is and it learns that.
0: Well that is cool. I'm I'm looking forward to your live stream.
2: Yeah, I am too. I'm in awe that you have put all of this together in a meaningful package.
1: Thanks. You guys are talking, well, we're talking it up so much and I just don't want to disappoint anybody because this could fail epically.
0: Mm, It's not going to fail. It's
1: not going to fail.
2: It's not going to fail.
1: If it does and there are technical difficulties and I'm unable to get it to live stream for whatever reason, let's face it, I'm on spectrum. So that could be a problem, just my (laughs) internet access. (laughs) Mm. Um, I will be posting the whole thing afterwards. So I I will be recording it through OBS as I'm doing it.
2: I think it will go just fine.
1: Yeah, glad you guys have faith in me. We, can, I, we, we do. have faith.
2: So I assume that you have transformed your basement COVID karaoke stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the other part of this was was we were sitting around in COVID, all depressed, in lockdown, and being like, "Man, we can't go out. We can't go to a show." And Colleen was like, "I want to do karaoke." And in her mind, she was thinking, I want you to just like play something loud over your speakers and I'll sing along with it, right? And I thought, no, let's set up a karaoke. karaoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was the first thing the transformation in the basement was was I put up a whole bunch of lights. I installed a bunch of karaoke programs, and we've come a long ways. I even have a projection screen that I was that was um putting projections um what is it called it, you know those old Winamp like music oh, things yes yeah yeah so i um it's like project milk yes. that's what's called yeah, 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 project yeah. milk so i installed one of those on a, on a junk laptop and had that playing and and we would like sing sing karaoke songs down there and now it's morphed to the point where i'm able to use um Uh, ultimate vocal remover five which is like an ai vocal remover and make my own karaoke songs and then i can import them into ableton and then i can have that use the same light and visual setup that i've got going and it just syncs immediately right with the, the karaoke song and then we sing along and it's uh it's so much fun so now you have power karaoke yes so if you guys want to come over and sing some songs, think of think of what you'd like to do karaoke. I'll run it through the vocal remover and we'll we'll make some karaoke songs for you. And literally, almost anything we could do. That well, sounds like a y- ton of fun. You
0: probably have to do Anthrax, and I'll probably have to do uh, Tool. Yeah, I'm guessing. for yeah. sure. We actually do a lot of Tool songs, <laughs> and Perfect Circle songs
4: right.
1: already. So we, are you ready to go, maner. Anytime, want to come over. And I'm a mic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you mentioned Possibly wanting to After after the live stream Possibly wanting to take this to a live venue mm-hmm. Do you have any places in mind Or is that too early to It's too early You know I I have a soft
1: spot for Record Archive mm-hmm. And that'd be kind of fun to do um I, it really depends i mean the bug jar of course i think would be another perfect venue because it's always a weird venue mm-hmm. the uh photo city mm-hmm. they have all those screens already yeah so yeah. if if you can plug in on stage to that that would be easy to do um the biggest problem is if like i'm playing with a bunch of other bands getting the setup put in and taken down in a timely manner might be a little hard yeah you might need a road crew a
2: trusted (laughs) sober road crew
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm sure it wouldn't work properly you know and you just boot the whole thing up so i don't know we'll see i'm waiting for the the next level of computers to come out the 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 three nanometer chips so then i could actually run all of this maybe on one computer we'll see Hmm. it's a lot It's possible.
2: <laughs> if it's possible, I don't doubt that you can't figure it out.
1: Well, if I can, not we'll find somebody who can.
0: <laughs> what, besides what you've said already, unless that was it, what would you say the biggest challenge has been so far for this project?
4: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't, that's a, I'm not expecting that question. I don't. I mean, it's been a challenge, but it's been a it's been an enjoyable challenge. Mm-hmm. Part of me is actually like sad that something's actually happening with this, because it's like I really like tinkering, mm-hmm. and uh, Colin gets mad at me for that. And then, like one of my big influences, like who I always get a heart on for, is Devin Townsend, mm-hmm. and I was watching one of his his video live streams recently and he was just like whatever you do you just gotta put it out there you know even if it's crap put it out there and i'm like you're right it's time so even if this is crap and it turns out to be crap or there's something about it that i absolutely hate and can't stand because it's not perfect and i'm a perfectionist Devin, i gotta put it out there so i'm putting it out
0: there i like it well that's awesome
2: you two are way more alike than I ever knew. <laughs> that, he is a tinker. Oh yeah. He's a perfectionist.
0: There's, well, you wouldn't know that that part of it, but <laughs> 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 but the tinkering, there's so many times where I I'll obsess over something. I have to figure this out. I have to, and I'm spend hours and days and weeks doing something. And I get lost in like the figuring it out. And then when I get to the end, I'm like I don't even fucking want this. Why'd they do this?
1: (laughs) I know. Yes. That's exactly it. There's so much that I get yelled at for like going all in on like some new project or something, then abandoning it after I've like, oh, I figured this out. I know how to do this this now. I don't, yeah, I don't need that.
2: (laughs) He does that all the time with everything.
0: That's funny. But, but like the challenge of figuring it out is like, that's it. That's life to me. I love it. You no, know. you
2: don't. You're angry. The I am angry, but it's time. so motivating.
1: It's emotion, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's what it's makes passion. life worth living.
2: Is emotion. <laughs> um, should we take a break and listen to a song?
0: Yeah. 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 Can All you right. can you tell us what song we're going to listen to?
1: Uh, let's listen to um, a song called "Cursed." It's going to be the first song that I'm going to play. It's actually part of the song that was for the promo video on YouTube if you haven't seen that already. Um, that's a s- the most recent song that I've actually finished. Uh, it was written during COVID and that was inspired um, just by watching a lot of friends who took that time and and faced addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Like A lot of people just used that in a in a manner that was not self-benefiting um and so it's all about that struggle that's what the the song is all about and that's why it's called cursed awesome little dime scream there at the end nice very nice thanks well done thanks yeah that was awesome the whole time i couldn't stop thinking about all the ways i could really screw that song up where it'll be unrecoverable. um lately in rehearsals i've been failing to hit the advance button at that last solo because i'm like really focused on trying to not screw up the solo and then it goes and repeats the scene and i'm like oh no i've got to make up Another measure, or actually four measures worth of solo again, <laughs> so that I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I should. I like what you were thinking earlier. I should just go into a Slayer song. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, if I start playing War Ensemble, which I'm sure copyright will f- sink me on that one. But if I start playing it, you'll know why. <laughs> to- totally lost. Lost track. I should also add that I recorded that. I recorded everything about three weeks ago, except for the vocals, and then like right after recording it, in anticipation for the show and wanting to premiere some of this because everybody kind of wants to know what this is going to sound like. I got sick, lost my voice, and uh, and then just haven't been able to record the the vocals until last week, and it sounds strained, so it's, it is going to sound different. The vocals are going to sound different on uh, on June third.
2: Well, we don't know but, what to compare it to, but right. that sounded amazing.
1: Yeah, thanks. I appreciate. It. You guys are so kind.
2: You got a nice voice. Yeah, Aww.
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Is that your first time? Um, I'm. I mean, we talked about your karaoke endeavors, but <laughs> is that your first time, like, um, like recording something that that you're actually singing?
1: No, I I've I've sung on uh, a lot of the architect and. Architect for Entanglement. Mm. I can never even say my own band. I didn't band. know this. Yeah, I sung on that, but a lot of that was uh, screaming. There are some parts where I'm I'm doing the high pitched, almost screaming mm-hmm. kind of singing voice, mm-hmm. um, but nothing as
0: soft as that for mm. sure.
2: I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Do you do you like singing like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I. I never really thought about it. I mean, it's, music is all just an expression, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know there's a lot I like about it and a lot I don't like about it. It's It's got to have every range of emotions that you feel day to day. So, yeah, I, I guess I like singing. I like singing karaoke, let me tell you that. You're Kara- good at it. Karaoke's a fun time, everyone. You're good at <laughs> it, too. We're going to have some fun karaoke in the basement coming up. <laughs> let me tell, tell you. <laughs>
2: Um, so, I know you're kind of focused on the third and having all this go right, but do you have like a vision for the future for this project? Like, are you going to keep it going? Are you going to stick to like what's in your heart? Because, you know, a lot of these songs and a lot of these lyrics are coming from like your own personal experience or the experiences of those around you, right?
1: Right. And I will keep going. I've toyed with toiled with that actually a lot because some of the stuff that I've been writing is is it's like all issues of of tension, right? Which is kind of where the name came from. I was gonna ask the, you about Yeah, that. the name that's a whole separate conversation itself. But it it's it's all about our experiences in life, and the problem is that I'm toiling with is I'm going to go down controversial roads and there's even a song that i'm going to be playing on june 3rd that's going to be controversial about hypocrisies between being a christian and being a modern day republican and not that either of those are bad but come on you can't say both and so that's that's the thing like am i going to alienate a bunch of people because everybody gets their panties in a bunch? over the dumbest things these days. And so that's what I'm concerned about, but I got to do what's true to me. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I agree with that. So this is like your version of a blog. I mean, these yeah. are like your feelings and your thoughts. and
1: It's a really good way to put it.
2: Your emotions. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. Sorry. I sidetracked.
1: No. Oh. Do oui. we... It's good, all touchy-feely there I
2: know So tell us about the name then
1: Yeah, so Fallen Intention For, for All Intentions Actually, there's four names in a name So And you viewers at home Are gonna just have to like Imagine this The original logo That I wanted to create Was a The letter The letter God The number four and then if you take like the number four and you make that into an a and then do tensions but then you have the t and the s and all of everything else like that's in the current yeah one that i've got to actually got to look at it right um yeah the t and the s and the i and the e um and that was the original way to do it but it just looked really weird and um So, the way we ended up having to do this is just kind of writing out all for all intentions, but I wanted it to read all intentions, fall intentions. It does, for all intentions, all at the same time. It does. That's really what everything's about.
2: That's awesome. That's really creative. Just
1: went deep there. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It's funny because I was like, oh, I see fall intentions in there, but I was. Like I saw it, but I know it's Yeah, I like it. I know.
1: think it's gonna confuse a bunch of people. Nobody's gonna ever be able to find my band. And <laughs> it'll be it'll be hilarious, but I don't I guess I don't care.
2: Well, so we're looking at a flyer. That's what we're looking at for yeah. those listening. And you have like at for all intention, so
4: True. I mean people yeah, true, true, true. are
2: kind of should be smart enough to.
0: <laughs> what do you do for work?
2: <laughs> wait, wait. Before we go there, <laughs> is there anything else about the project that you want to talk about that we didn't oh, ask you we're about? We're going to
0: go or? back to that.
1: Yeah, we'll go. The, the other song. We'll get to the other song. Yeah, of course. Okay, we'll get to all right. Yeah. Okay. What do I do for work? Oh, <laughs> So, I'm um I'm a teacher. I'm a, my official title with the quotes around it is Science Instructional Specialist. So, I work with science teachers and teachers on teaching science and how to teach science and integrate science and I primarily work with career and technical education. Which is the newfangled version for trades programs.
2: Oh, cool! Okay.
1: So, like, I like today, I went into an electrical classroom, and they're learning how to become a certified electrician, and I would teach them an electrical lesson about like three-phase motors and the science behind that, and why you need to know that in order to do that kind of work. Um, and then I work with a teacher on developing lessons and how um, to improve instruction. And it's a very interesting, somewhat rewarding job. It has been less rewarding since COVID. Yeah, so.
2: I can understand it's, that. It's
1: been a, kind of a bit of a nightmare.
2: Um, what made you decide to become a teacher?
1: Yeah, really good question there. Um, so I kind of fell into it. Um, I originally moved up to here for grad school um, at the University of Rochester in their physics and astronomy program and um then i became an adjunct i was doing adjunct stuff at u of r and i really enjoyed um the whole teaching aspect of things and then working for the u of r is nice because then you get to take free classes so i was like hey i will further my education and take education classes and complete that cycle of inception and um that was actually really easy, got a certification, and then the 2008 financial crisis hit, mm. and they pulled all of the funding out of the NSF and NASA's uh, Space Origins Program, and then I was like, well, I need a job, um, <laughs> because adjunct professing does not pay, and there's no benefits Um and that's what a lot of colleges are doing now, which is I'm actually oh, that's rough. glad that I didn't stick with it. Yeah. Because um, if you're not tenure track and you're you're not a full professor, you're you're you might as well be working at Walmart. You might might actually wow. make more working at Walmart. Hmm. So I was actually approached by um, a principal at a local public high school, and uh, they were looking for an advanced baccalaureate teacher. And so I was like, sure, we'll try it out. And it was good. It was actually a great experience. Um, and then that lasted, I don't know, seven to ten years. And then they were that school was forced to shut down for a lot of other different mm. reasons, partially no child left behind, um, and all this other stuff. And then uh, it, you know, just became this turmoil sort of thing. And I had this other opportunity to to become an instructional specialist and i said why not and so i made the jump and i i feel like though it doesn't matter where i would have went you know it's inevitable with public education what's happened since 2002 um, in that downward spiral and then really covid and the great resignation and anybody who who was a veteran teacher who knew how to deal with the fallout from COVID with all of the mental health issues and the loss of learning, they either retired or or resigned if you were um if you were able to. And then like everybody who either didn't just get into teaching, so you didn't have years in the system, um, or you couldn't retire at or retire early, you're kind of stuck in this quagmire. And then it's like, well, how do we learn how to deal with these mental health issues that mm-hmm. are that are raising their heads, and then all of these other issues? Because really, a school is just a microcosm of the society in which we live in. So Absolutely. a lot of the stuff that's happening, even right now, um, politically, socially, it it rears its head very loudly in high school, but in an immature way, yep. and it's very difficult to deal with. Yeah, and we're just not either equipped like we don't have the knowledge health mental health being the big knowledge there that's that's lacking or we don't have the manpower um, to give you I'm a perfect example of that so my entire year has pretty much been subbing because we have no subs all of the subs which used to be like retired people who are like oh I'll come back and teach a day or two here because that's fun they're like no not anymore, not happening. So there is literally no subs. Not only that, there's a giant teacher shortage. Yeah. So we, we currently have like a nursing program that's been teaching down a teacher all year. And all I can think of is like, this is just compounding the issue. Because all these these students are, are, the teachers who are there are doing a, a phenomenal job. And they're like some of the greatest teachers to work with ever. But it's still, it's not fair to these students that- yeah that that's been the way for most of the year. I, I taught in auto body and I, you know, I don't know anything <laughs> about auto body, how <laughs> it was an insane experience. I taught there until the end of November. So from September 1st, all the way to the end of November that's a good
2: chunk of that's, the year.
1: Yeah. That's what the kids got was two and a half hours of me <laughs> and not knowing really much of anything. So that was a, that was a challenge in itself. That has to be
2: really hard to navigate.
1: It was a lot of hours, you know, just being up at night trying to at least come up with a lesson that's gonna entertain, Meaningful. yeah, yeah, or entertain and something get something out of this. And I felt so bad for those those students, but um, now they have a great teacher. But that's just the struggle that it's been, right? Yeah. And and then I heard even today we had another teacher resign, and it's just it's the cycle and it never it's never going to return i feel like i don't know i just have i have a very negative outlook on the way that public education is going and the the lack of support behind it like at the beginning of covid teachers were heroes and now we're like the villains and i don't understand why but that's nor here nor there
2: yeah I don't know enough about it to comment, but I do know that it's pretty obvious how COVID has impacted Mm -hmm. not only the system, but students.
1: Yeah, Mm. There's a lot of students that just fell off the grid.
2: I know. And that is like heartbreaking to me. There were so, I mean, yeah, there's so many kids that counted on that routine and that structure and- sometimes the love that they get from their teachers yeah. and they didn't have that anymore.
1: No. And there's, there's a lot of students that we're even currently dealing with that like lost both their parents during COVID. Ugh. We lost teachers during COVID. Um, and it's like, how do you recover from that? And then the, the teacher who's like in charge of this, the student is like, I don't, I don't know what to do because they've never been through any experience. That's that traumatic and and now, in some cases, that student's homeless, or they just disappear, and it,
2: and that's even worse. Yeah,
1: and there's no support system out there. Yeah, it's it's not sad.
2: It's crazy.
0: On that depressing note, yeah. <laughs> I, I have an odd question for you. Yeah, are there any parallels to to? what you enjoy about teaching to what you enjoy about creating music?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: It's all about the challenge, right? The challenge. You know, we're going to go back to the challenge thing. Um, And the only, like a good teacher is a a teacher that connects with their student, right? So, and students of that age, they're going to connect emotionally so it's shared experiences and that's a lot of what goes into my music so there's going to be a lot of people that listen to my music and they may hate it and that's fine because maybe you don't share that experience and or you don't agree with that experience whatever um and that's very similar to teaching too Mm. where you're you're trying to find something some common ground Mm. so that you can break through and uh and give that student some motivation mm-hmm. to learn. And that's really what life is all about, right? Yeah. is finding common ground. Mm-hmm. I wish everybody thought that way. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for the answer. That was a good answer. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, should we dive into. Oh, were you going to ask a question?
0: No, I was. I think I was going to the same. same should place. we
2: dive into the mysterious red box?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what this red box It's like
1: a ruby you should open red the, box. You should Open that red box. Shake I should open this. Yeah, you got to shake it shake up. Shake it up. Okay. This it's is like, our. It's like Dorothy's shoes, red. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to get blown away in the wind <laughs>
2: Okay. This is. This is our box of nonsense, so you're going to oh. pick a question out of there. Oh,
1: I I know how this goes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> some of them aren't nonsense,
1: though. Okay. And then I read it. Mm-hmm. You want me to read it? I mean, I thought usually Maynard reads this on the air, but... What is your ideal superpower? You know, I was even thinking of preparing for some of these questions, because usually <laughs> you ask, like, what would you send to space or something like that? And this was one of them that I was thinking about. And then I'm like, I don't really have an answer for that. Um, if my ideal superpower is, it's just meaning, right? I feel like nothing matters unless it has meaning. And so let's make something mean something in order for it to matter.
4: <sighs>
1: mm. That might be too <laughs> deep.
2: You just blew my mind. <sighs> just isn't, melted isn't it my face. is meaning
0: subjective though?
1: Yes, absolutely. So that's where we got to find this common ground of okay. where where do we both feel the same thing has meaning and then where can we build off of that? Okay, I like this. And then it comes this network of web of meaning.
2: And that's all know. of us.
1: I'm just riffing now.
2: <laughs> if you dig deep enough, it's all of us. We all have a common somewhere somewhere we do that's right we just don't take the time to figure it out
1: you can learn something from everyone that is true all right
2: that just got really deep i thought it was going to be fun i yeah i just i just
1: <laughs> Take the fun, (laughs) suck the fun out of this red box. See, that was
2: a really good answer. Problem you had with
0: inviting me on your show.
1: (laughs) I should have
3: said no.
4: (laughs) No, no.
0: (laughs) So we've played your your starter song, for your live stream, yeah, and hopefully next we're gonna play the ending song, ending song, yeah. But before we go into that, we want to remind people that your live stream is. Saturday, June 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern time. On YouTube. Uh, right here on YouTube. It's um, not here, but there. And I think your birthday is a week later. Yes. Happy birthday Thank in advance. Thank you. Thank you. A
2: karaoke party in the basement. W-
0: we're
1: actually we're going to the Flower Cities Brewers Fest at Frontier Field.
2: Oh, cool. Uh, yes, nice. if you want to Awesome.
1: Come nice. partake. Everybody out there, all of our friends, come to the Flower City Brewers Fest.
2: That's at Frontier Field this
1: year? Actually, it's called Innovative Field now. I used a term that I'm probably going to get like some sort of letter in the mail about, well, Frontier doesn't own the rights to that. Innovation, whatever, does. Yeah, it's Innovative s- Field. I didn't even know they changed the name yeah, of the field. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just like the old days, like the original ones used to be on the field. I remember like running around literally on the grass. I don't know if they're going to have it in the grass or in the concourse. Yeah. They moved it to the concourse because people started like pulling up the grass and throwing. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know how it could get. You you pay a lot of money and you only get four hours. So you, you, make, you, gotta, you make the most of yeah. it, right? <laughs> and have uh, to chug it. And then the next year, they I think they had it in the concourse. And that was still fun because then they had all the concessions open. And, and it was, you know, either end, they had bands playing.
2: And, oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: so... Hopefully they do that again this year. Will Cleveland's running it, so if it messes up, blame him. And I only mention his name because I, I know him and he knows me. Blame him.
0: All right, Fallen. Can you? Is there anything else you want to say in closing, before we ask you about the meaning of your closing song? No? No. I I don't know. You don't
1: have to. I, We've said so much. There's a lot to reflect on here. hmm You know, just like Dewey used to say, learning is reflecting. You only learn when you reflect upon what you've heard. So, go do that or something. <laughs> 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 just end this before I embarrass myself even more.
0: All right, so... <laughs> Tell us about the closing song.
1: Yeah, so the last song is called Black. Um, the entire set's going to be about 45 minutes long. Um, and Black is is paired with a song called Time. And that song used to be called My Time to Die. It's one of the first, if not the first song I ever wrote. And it was when I was going through a very difficult time in my adolescence, coming of age. It's one of those kind of songs. Um and uh and then black was a song that i wrote later you know kind of when i was coming out of that you know so like one's kind of like stepping into the void and then this other one is coming out of it and black is completely instrumental um and it's uh it's the other end of the spectrum sonic wise so it's a doom song and um i hope you enjoy it and i hope you enjoy the live stream too If not, there's just know that there's a ton of hours that went into it. So, you know, if you're gonna shit post,
4: no shit posting, no
2: shit posting.
1: I'm sure it'll happen. No, you—it's the internet. It won't happen. You guys are so optimistic. (laughs) I love you.
0: Well, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, thanks for spending an evening with yeah. us and finally agreeing yes, to be on the show. Fine. Well, thank
1: you for having me. We're going to hang out a whole ton more, not on the show, but...
2: Yes. yeah, would
0: love to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to the live stream. June 3rd. It's going to go great. You're going to see.
2: <laughs> we're going to see too.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm terrified. Don't out of my too.
1: mind, terrified. <laughs> it's going to be great.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, Fallen. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy.
1: Don't be an asshole. And nothing matters unless it has meaning. And so let's make something mean something in order for it to matter.